Well, stand with me this morning as we honor the reading of the wonderful word of the Lord. Amen. You've heard already that we are in the beginning of our Missions Advancement Week. Missions Advancement Week. It will consist of our guests today sharing their heart and their ministry, and then I'm going to share the Word of God this morning on missions. Wednesday night, we're going to have a great banquet where all the adults will be in here, and Pastor Steve and Priscilla will be here, and they'll, they're going to be sharing their heart about, about the grace place in New York City that, that we are planting uh, together and uh, as a missions endeavor, and they're building a, uh, going to build us a great missions church. And then next uh, Sunday morning, we'll have our final, our final service. And Larry Stockstill will be our, will be our special guest speaker next Sunday morning. Uh, he built a mega church. Uh, but not only did he build a mega church, but in his tenure as pastor, his, he led his church to give $68 million to missions. His local church invested $68 million in missions. How many believe this man's got a missions heart? He's a great speaker, but he's not here because of his speaking. He's here because of his heart for missions, and, and it's going to be an exciting time. And we're going to take up our, our commitments next Sunday for our, our faith promises, for what we're going to give for the coming year. Uh, please do not miss Wednesday night or Sunday morning. This morning we're looking at the book of Romans chapter number 10. The book of Romans chapter number 10, we're going to begin reading with verse number 13 in a moment. Before I read and before I begin the word this morning, I want to start off with a disclaimer. I want to start off with a disclaimer this morning. And the disclaimer is when it comes to preaching on missions, I am usually over the top. I'm usually over the top because that is my heart and that's my passion. And I want to just tell you that I don't plan on taking any prisoners this morning. So buckle your seatbelts because there will be turbulence ahead. Romans chapter number 10 began reading with verse number 13. The Apostle Paul writes, a very familiar passage, one we've used in the past, for whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I'm using for my subject this morning, unless they are sent. Father, I just pray again today that the anointing of the Holy Spirit will rest upon the message and upon the messenger, Lord, today. Father, I pray, Lord, that, uh, Lord, that, that you will use us, Lord, to become the very, the very oracle, the very mouthpiece, the very spokesperson of God. Holy Spirit, would you do your part today in this service? All for the glory of God we ask in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. All of God's people said, praise the Lord. You may be reseated this morning. As I was praying about direction for the message today, the phrase from, first, from verse 15 of Romans 10 came to me very, very forcefully. The phrase, unless they are sent. Our missions statement here at the Grace Place is caring people, caring for people. 
And because we care, we sin. God has called us to be a sending church. Our world is lost and on its way to hell. Jesus and the message of salvation through faith in him is the world's only hope. And because we care, we are not okay with billions of people going to hell. Not on our watch. Not when we have the answer. Not when we possess the message that gives them hope. Because we care, we refuse to sit on this message of hope. We refuse to be content to just keep the good news to ourselves. And because we care, we're going to help send the good news of Jesus around the world. Paul writes in Romans chapter 10 that whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be Shade. Wow, isn't that awesome? Isn't that incredible? Isn't that a wonderful promise this morning that, that whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved? But then it goes on to say, but how can they call on the Lord for salvation if they've never heard about the Lord? And although there are preachers willing to go tell them about the Lord... How can these preachers go preach unless somebody is willing to send them? He goes on and he says, how shall they preach unless they are sent? Can you see how important that the senders are? Now, don't get me wrong this morning. I'm not saying that the goers are not important. Yes, the goers are very, very, very important this morning. But listen, this morning, listen. The goers are unable unable to go unless the senders send them. The goers cannot go unless they are sent. I want to point out four things that will not happen unless they are sent. Unless they are sent, number one, this morning, the messengers cannot go. You find that in verse number 15. See, here's what we need to understand this morning. Here's what we need to understand. The call to go is not enough. The call to go is not enough. God calls goers. He calls messengers. He calls Preachers, and and he places the message of Christ down deep in their heart. And, oh, many of them feel like the prophet Jeremiah who exclaimed in Jeremiah 20 and 9. Oh, he said, his word was in my heart like a burning fire shut up in my bones. He said, I was weary of holding it back and I could not. God has called men and women to leave their native land and go preach the gospel around the world. And these men and these women have, have responded. They have responded to the call of God that is upon their life. They have said yes to God. They have said yes to God's will. And they have said yes to going. And they have prepared themselves to go. And they are ready to go. But the call is not enough. The call must be supported. The call must be sent. Unless they are sent. Unless they are sent, the messengers cannot go. And unless they are sent, the message cannot be preached. We find that also in verse number 15. Here's what we need to understand this morning. That is, the message is powerless without a messenger. The message is powerless without a messenger. As powerful as the message is, it is powerless without a messenger. 
Verse number 15, how shall they preach unless they are sent? 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse number 18 says, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. And in verse number 21, it says, It pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. There is nothing more powerful than the message of the gospel. The message of the gospel, the life and the death and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. This message this morning, all this message has the power to change lives. This message has the power to free a person from the bondages of sin. This message has the power to change a person's eternal destiny from hell to heaven. But hear me this morning, as powerful as the message is, it is powerless without a messenger. Something else we need to understand this morning, that is there are more messengers than money. See, the problem is not a lack of messengers, but a lack of money to send the messengers. But the problem is not really a lack of money either because because God's people today seem to still have enough money for their $4 specialty coffee. They still seem to have enough money for their $10 fast food lunches every day. They they seem to still have enough money for designer jeans. And and they still seem to have enough money for this and that and something else. My wife made me promise not to mention manicures and pedicures. So I'm not going to mention them. The phrase, the phrase from Romans 10 and 15 has been burning in my spirit all week long unless they are sent, unless they are sent, unless they are sent. Unless they are sent, the messenger cannot go. Unless they are sent, the message cannot be preached. And number three this morning, unless they are sent, the mandate cannot be fulfilled. Mark chapter 16, verse 15 and 16, Jesus said, Go into all the world and and preach the gospel to every creature. Jesus said, He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. See, we need to understand that the Great Commission is not a suggestion, but it is a command. Jesus said, Go. Go. Jesus said go and keep going and keep sending and keep preaching until the entire world has heard the message of the Lord Jesus Christ. Go into all the world, Jesus said. Say all the world. Jesus said go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Say every creature. You might say, but pastor, our church gave over $232,000 to missions last year. Isn't that enough? Well, let me ask you the question this morning. Has the entire world been pre, has, has the entire world heard the message of the Lord Jesus Christ? And until the whole entire world, until every individual has had an adequate presentation of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen, it is not enough. We've got to keep going and we've got to keep sending and we've got to keep working and we've got to keep believing and we've got to keep praying until the entire world has an opportunity to know Jesus as Lord of their life. And I want to tell you that as long as I'm the lead pastor of this church, 
until the entire world hears. We're going to keep on doing our part. We're going to keep on sending missionaries. We're going to keep on investing in, in, in study Bibles for, for pastors so they can have the Word of God to preach to their people. Amen. We're going to keep on sending literature. We're going to keep on buying speed the light vehicles. Amen. We're going to keep on buying sound systems. We're going to keep on drilling water wells and feeding and clothing the hungry and the poor. Amen. We're going to do everything within our power. Amen. We're going to keep on keeping on. Amen. We're going to do it. We're going to do it until Jesus comes or he calls us home. And the reason is because unless we do our part, the mandate cannot be fulfilled. And as believers, we have but one choice. Go or give. See, see, the choice to do nothing is not a part of the equation. And yet that's exactly what most Christians do. See, even though I could stand up here and boast that our church, amen, gave $232,000 to missions uh, this past year, I can stand up here excited and tell you that we've invested in 10,000 uh, study Bibles to give to pastors that have never had a Bible, let alone a study Bible. Even though I can stand up here and say it, let me tell you that I can also, also tell you this morning that it's the minority in the church that's doing it. It is a few of us that are doing a lot and most people doing very little, if anything. Let me tell you, the choice to do nothing is not a part of the equation. And yet, that's exactly what most Christians today do, or, they, or what they do is so minuscule in comparison to what they have, it's absolutely, totally ridiculous. I already told you I wasn't taking any prisoners today. <laughs> when it comes to missions, we have but one choice. We either go or we send others. See, we need to understand that we are all called to missions just as we are all called to ministry. This family this morning, they're not the only ones called to missions. All of us are called to missions. God has called them to go, but God has called us to send them. We all have different callings, but all of us are called. Romans 10 and 15, once again, how shall they go unless they are sent? And here's that phrase once again. Oh, oh, and I hope that this phrase gets down into your spirit like a stuck record, uh, like it is in my spirit. I hope that you keep hearing it over and over and over and over in your mind this week. I hope that when you wake up in the morning, this phrase is on your mind. I hope that you just say, I just wish I could just get this phrase out of my mind. I just want it to be in your mind over and over unless they are sent. Unless they are sent. Unless they are sent. Because unless they are sent, the messenger cannot go. The message cannot be preached. The mandate cannot be fulfilled. And unless they are sent, number four this morning, the multitudes will be lost. The multitudes will be lost. Mark 16 and 16 Jesus said, he who does not believe will be condemned. King James Version says, damned. Eternally punished. Eternally separated from God. 
He who does not believe, Jesus said, will be damned, will be condemned, will be lost. Yet Romans 10 and 14 that we read said, how shall they believe? In him and whom they've not heard. And then verse 17 says that faith comes by hearing the word of the Lord. But they have not heard. Unless they are sent, the messenger cannot go. And if the messenger cannot go, then the message cannot be preached. And if the message cannot be preached, and if people are saved by hearing and responding to the message, then multitudes will be lost. Did you hear that part? Multitudes will be lost. Let it sink in today. The multitudes will be lost. While we leave here today and have our weekly fight over where we're going to eat lunch, the multitudes will be lost. While we turn our head as the mission's offering bag goes by this morning, the multitudes will be lost. While we justify ourselves and why we do not give to missions, the multitudes will be lost. Hey, I warned you. I want to ask you three questions today and then I'll be finished. First question I want to ask you this morning is what value do you place on an eternal soul? What value do you place on an eternal soul? See, every single person on planet earth today, somewhere around 7 billion people, every single person on planet earth today is either saved or lost. They're either on their way to heaven or they're on their way to hell. And most of them are on their way to hell. And the saddest part of, of it all is that most of them don't even know that they are lost. They don't even know they're on their way to hell. Because they've never heard the message. They've never seen a Bible, let alone own one. I know what you're thinking, Pastor. That's not fair. Oh, you're so right. You are so right. It's not fair to them that we have the message of salvation. It's not fair to them that we have the messengers of salvation that want to go and tell them the message. But it's not fair to them because we value our comforts and our extravagancies more than we value their eternal soul. Let me ask the question again, what value do you place on an eternal soul? Tuck your feet back under your seats because this one's really a hard one here. 
If missions is the smallest line item in your budget, then you don't place very much value on an eternal soul. And statistics tell us that the average American today spends more money on their daily coffee than they do on missions. They spend more money on dog food for Fido than they do on missions. Hey, I'm a dog lover too. Don't have one, but I love dogs. I love souls more than dogs. Question number two this morning, what, how valid will your reasoning be on judgment day? 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse number 10 says that we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. See, the Bible says that every Christian, every saint will stand before Jesus in heaven someday and that his life as a saint will be judged. Now, this is not a judgment to determine your salvation, but a judgment to determine your works as a Christian or your works as a saint. And I believe, and you've heard me say it many times, but I believe that Jesus will ask us when we stand before him at the judgment seat of Christ, I believe Jesus is going to ask us the question, what did you do with what I gave you? What did you do with what I gave you? I believe the parable of the talents teaches us this. You can find that in the book of Matthew chapter 25 verses 14 through 30. You'll find in this story that, that, we are, that, that it teaches us that we are not all given the same gifts, talents, and abilities. Just as the parable says, the Bible says that this one man was given five talents and the other one was given two talents and another was given one talent according unto their ability. But the Bible also says that each one of these men was brought in separately to be judged, to be judged separately according to what they had been given. And the man basically said to his servants, he said, what did you do with what I gave you? I gave you five talents. I gave you two talents. I gave you one talent. What did you do with what I gave you? Teaching us that one of these days we're going to stand before the Lord Jesus Christ at the judgment seat of Christ. And he's going to say, I gave you this, 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 and this. What did you do with what I gave you? See, too many people are just concerned about getting to heaven by the hair of their chinny, chin, chin. Man, if I can just make it through. Or they have this misconception somehow that, that, that Christians have begun to believe today that, you know, one size fits all in heaven, that we're all going to be alike in heaven, not so. The Bible teaches where much is given, much is required. The question is this morning, how valid will your reasoning be on judgment day? No doubt the man with the one talent who dug a hole and buried his talent, no doubt he thought he had some reasonable excuses for burying the one talent that he had been given. But I ask you this morning, how valid was his reasoning when his master returned and he had done nothing with what he had been given? 
You might say, but pastor, I don't give to missions because this reason. I, I don't give to missions because of that reason. Or I don't give to missions because of some other reason. But I ask you this morning, how valid, how valid do you think your reasoning is going to be when you stand before God on judgment day? Not running for any offices or trying to make anybody like me this morning. It's pretty evident, isn't it? Let me ask you one final question this morning. Does the vision you have for your life include eternity? Think about that this morning. Does the vision you have for, do you have a vision for your life, first of all? That's another message, amen. Does the vision you have for your life include Eternity. And I'm not talking about salvation right now. Now, good works have nothing to do with your salvation, but they have everything to do with your status in heaven. I've already said it, but somehow people have come to think that heaven and hell are one size fits all eternal places. Not so. There will be degrees of punishment in hell. And there will be degrees of rewards in heaven. Now we are not saved or lost based upon our deeds, but we are punished or rewarded according to our deeds. Say, Pastor, you have scripture for that? Yeah, I just happened to have looked a couple of them up for you. Matthew 23 and 14, Jesus said, these will receive greater condemnation. What is greater condemnation? Sound like a degree of punishment, would you say? And in James chapter 3 and verse number 1, James says, he's talking to the preachers, he's talking to the teachers, he's talking to the ministers, and he says, hey, you're going to receive a stricter judgment. What does that tell me? Degrees? A punishment? Did you know that I'm not going to be judged on the same level you're judged on? I'm going to be judged on a greater level than you are. Man, that makes me shudder. <laughs> Wish I'd found that before I entered the ministry. I might not even have done it. Amen. <laughs> but that's what James says. He says, you teachers, you preachers, you missionaries, you ministers, you're going to receive a stricter judgment. And then Revelation chapter 22 and verse number 12, Jesus said, I am coming soon. And he said, and my reward is with me. He said, I'm going to give it to everyone according to his work. According to what? According to his work. What is that telling us? That is telling us it's not one size fits all. That's telling us there's going to be degrees of reward in heaven. Some of you this morning drove to church in a Mercedes. In heaven we'll see you running around on skates. Here's the question this morning. Does the vision you have for your life include eternity? Or are you only concerned with the here and the now? Are you willing to stand before God empty-handed? 
of all that Jesus did for you in, 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 in laying aside his rights and privileges as being God and taking upon himself the form of, a, of man and walking in man's sandals and, and tasting everything that man would ever have to go through in life and then to lay down his life and be crucified on a cross and give his life. All that Jesus did for us. Amen. Are, you, are we willing to go to heaven and stand before our Savior empty-handed? Of all he's done for us, and we've done nothing for him. I know I talked quite a bit about it, but it's just it's just burns in my heart. I'm just I'm just I'm just so consumed with that judgment seat. See, I'm going to heaven. I made that. I made my mind up a long, long, long time ago. I don't worry and fret about getting in because I believe in grace. And my faith, my trust, my hope, my confidence is, is in the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and his mercy. I settled that issue a long, long time ago. But then I begin to think about eternity and I think about how long eternity is going to be. Think about standing before the Lord and having him ask me, what'd you do? Hey, bud, what'd you do with what I gave you? You know, you were a little slow, so I didn't give you quite as much as I gave other people, but what'd you do with what I gave you? I can no longer, as I did as an early pastor, no long, longer be content, satisfied, but just pastoring a church and making sure everything's going smooth and having a good word to share with the people and visit the people in the, you know, in the hospital and be, you know, and be available to my people. And all that stuff is fine and good and wonderful and it's all awesome. It's all incredible. It's all incredible. Let me tell you, though, I have a, I have a heart for so much more. I want to have an impact on my world. Are you content with just barely making it to heaven or do you want to be welcomed by the outstretched arms of Jesus and hear him say to you, well done, good and faithful servant. Oh, oh you've been faithful over a few things. I, I make you ruler over many things. Enter now into the joy of your 